Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. So far, the weather's holding, and I hope you're all doing well. Well, I was going to answer something my friend Matt said, which just wasn't much. It was kind of a, how shall I say it? It led up to the last episode, two episodes ago. Yeah, because I was, actually, I was thankful for it, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Last Thursday, Matt decided to forego the MythGarther stuff for a while because we were missing a person or two. And he decided to run some some basic D&D, Beckme Rule Cyclopedia D&D. And I, I probably told you about this in the episode. And he wanted to do it by the book. I don't know why, probably because it's Matt. But he, we did the, we did the uh, six stats, 3D6 right down the line, etc., etc. He did the initiative by side, you know, uh, melee, magic, movement, however it goes. And all the time he kept saying, this is your favorite this is your favorite version of D&D. And because I objected a little to a couple of things, but, you know, for on the most part, it's a good game. I have fun. My character died, so I get to bank a new one, but that's going to happen. But I also realized that by the book D&D, there's, well, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously. I can't follow it as a as a game master, as a dungeon master, because there are certain things that have been ingrained from other people's house rules or the other way people run it in my past that I think are good that I want to keep. Like 4d6, drop the lowest and put the stats where you want. Or just roll initiative, I'll roll for my side, you roll for your individual initiative, things like blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Matt wanted to do it by the book. Okay, fine. Let him do it by the book. And it prompted, the reason I'm thankful for that is it prompted a good episode of mine, by the book, don't work for me, basically. Because I'm, I want, I'm, I'm an, once again, old man Grognard. I've done this long enough for, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of indicative of the older guard, I mean, think people like Tim Cass, Frank Mincer, you know, those kind of people. And they have their own way of doing it. I know Tim Cass runs OD&D, but you probably wouldn't recognize it because he runs it the way he's been running it for decades, which I do not, I do not argue with, I, you know, because that's the way we get olds in their ways. And Matt wanted to do that. By the book, I said, okay, we'll do it by the book. But then it prompted, you know, made me realize that, you know, there's certain things that I do in my game mastering that I'm comfortable with and I want to keep in there. I'm not going to butt heads over it because it's his game. But I posted that episode and he puts under there, BDB is great. By the book is great. And I wanted to answer that. And then I saw, oh, it's Matt. Okay, never mind. He'd probably say that even if he agreed with me just to stir the pot. Just to just to be a a excrement disturber, as I'd like to say on this one, since I've got a family rating. 
So yeah, he's just he's just that way. So you know, more power to you, Matt. I'll be in the next game with that group. So no problem there. How do you get to be a? This is what I wanted to talk about actually. How do you get to be a better game master? Well, if you walk up to somebody in New York, the standard joke goes, "How do I get to Carnegie Hall? Practice." And that's pretty much the way it is. This is going out for all you newbies again. There are a lot of things I've covered on how to make your games faster and how this, that, and the pace is all. And game happens to the table. I can, you know, all my, all my little homilies, my little slogans. But it comes down to you find out what you work, what works for you, boil it down to that, and then just work it. Run games, run games, run games. If you want to be a good game master, that's how it happens. That's the way it goes. I boiled it down. I've showed you tips and tricks. You can use them or not. They work for me. And if I, I, when I go behind that screen, I know what I got. I got a, an adventure, either my, my adventure book in front of me or a small pamphlet or a few or a few sheets of paper. I've got my mom for me. I've got my dice in front of me. Let's go. And I work it. And you work it and work it and work it until you get better at it. Yes, you can get better. Of course you get better at this. But once you start thinking, see, I'm always of the proponent of work is not work if you enjoy it. And some people, I can understand the reason why the hobby is such a niche hobby. Because in a role-playing game, it's not like you just grab a board, a chessboard, a Monopoly board, a sorry board, chutes and ladders, candy, whatever. You grab a board, you sit down and play. It's a casual thing. You all know the rules. You may have a couple of house rules here and there, but you all know the rules and you play and either somebody wins or loses or in Monopoly's case, you just give up and go do something else. But that's the extent of the involvement in the game. And people are having a good time and people are laughing and talking and I'm not complaining about that. But I can understand why role-playing games take a special kind of person because of the time investment. Even as a player, you have to invest a certain amount of time, like creating a character. Not as much, but you do put in a certain amount of time creating a character. If you're the game master, you put a lot more time into it. But, at the, but as I said, to me, it's not work if I enjoy it. My friend, a friend of mine a while back, used to create his own stuff. And he would do every once in a while what he called donkey work, which is the stuff you have to do. Because in every endeavor, in every workplace or whatever, there's going to be certain aspects of it you really don't care to do, but you got to do it. He had thing. He did did things like making maps or lining up monsters or stocking a dungeon or something like that. And he calls these things donkey work. And I know I never understood where he got the term, but it kind of fits. And his philosophy is, yeah, I got to do this to get to the good stuff at the table. And if you do it right, if you're doing a campaign, you only have to do it once. I've got a sheaf of monsters sitting in my bag that I've done over the last year 
for Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerer Viper Buria with a few monsters from other sources thrown in there. I copy them off on graph paper. I use the graph paper. I reuse the graph paper. I've done that once. I may make a new sheaf, but I can. I only have to do it once. That could be my monster book. Yes, I carry the books with me. Yes, I have a resource there if I need it. And to me, my game books, once I sit behind the screen, I kind of wish I had this little this little box, this wooden box with a glass front with my game books in it. And it said something about like in case of emergency, well, I don't want to break the glass, but in case of emergency, just in case of emergency, put it up on the wall. You know, have the have whatever the D and D books in there is in case of emergency. So you know, if you really have to, you can open it up and look through the book and look and find out what it is. Because I do not like to use the books at the table on a regular basis. We keep the book at the table. When I was running Astonishing Swordsman, my big book sat there. I left it at, at Jimbo's house where we played just because we were in this campaign and like practically everybody had the PDF. But the, you know they look at it on our phone, on their phones or on our tablets or whatever to look stuff up, which is great. That means they don't have, need any more copies of the book. But that big book was there because there's always like one person who either he didn't have a tablet or his phone couldn't handle it or whatever. And believe me, if I had this thing on my phone, I would drive me crazy because it's so small. <laughs> this type would be so small. But there'd always be one person without the electronics, and I just I just hand over the book. Here's the book. Go for it. They know how to look to look up stuff. You look it up. So that's why the book was there. But it's not for me to constantly go, okay, flip, 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 flip. Okay, uh, this monster does that many things. Oh, oh, this other monster attacks. Flip, 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 flip. Okay, this monster. Okay, got it. Let's let's go. That interrupts the flow of the game. That's why I don't like to use the books at the table unless I have to. I will pull out my game stuff, but I've got my bag sitting right there with the pertinent books in it if it's not on the table pertinent books in it and if somebody asks a question i can't answer yeah i'll pull out the book and we'll look it up but i'm not going to do it in the middle of the game unless it's pertinent to what's going on in the game in that case it's kind of um you know necessary evil thing where okay you need to know you don't have a book you need to know what the range of the spell is and by that at that point i'll just hand the book here look it up i'll go on to something else while you're looking it up i'll go on to another, maybe another character maybe it's the middle of combat but they've learned or somebody else will pull it up on their phone or their tablet saying okay it's this but like i said game books are wonderful wonderful for prep I'm looking at Barrel Maze Complete right now, which I'm still reading for a review. And I kept thinking, man, this would be so cool to run. This would be so much fun. Yes, I'm late to the party, Greg. I'm sorry. But I've, I've known about this book before. And I was going, this would be so cool. But thinking about what I would need to run it. Because I'm not going to run it out of the book. I'm not that crazy. I would break off bits and pieces because it is a mega dungeon. And he's got monsters in the back. He's got like 24 pages of monsters in the back. And thinking of what I have to do for prep of that is kind of like, hmm, that's kind of daunting. But I only have to do it once because I don't need, I'll have the book in my bag and I'll have the sheaf of monsters right there to go. And let's do it. So 
it's kind of a yin-yang thing. Have the books with you. Don't use the books at the table if you can't help it. That's, that's my advice. But like I said, that's my system. That's my system right there. And I work it and work it and work it until it becomes comfortable. Now, next time, I'm trying, going to try and remember to talk about this name. Talk about when you get a little too comfortable behind the screen. Because if you're too comfortable, the players will tell you one way or another. But that's for another time. So, I'm going to go start my day. And... I would like to say, if you want to talk to me about this, you want to talk about other things, you can email me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail at Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I thank you. I also want to thank my regular supporters, Jonathan Dorgia, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, and Mark C. Walring. And don't forget to listen to Mark C. Walring's podcast the yawning albert and we still have about seven or eight days to go on the vigilante city two book kickstarter so check that out at kickstarter.com so until i see you folks next time keep the dice warm and oh and by the way thank you matt for giving me the idea for that episode i really appreciate it please don't kill me in your next session thank you <laughs> if as i was saying until i see you next time folks keep the dice warm and i'll talk to you later Bye bye Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.